Hello, everyone, and welcome to Decoding Cannabis, the podcast in which we're trying to understand what does marijuana do to our perception of time and space. Did I butcher this grammatically? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, um, what does marijuana do or what does marijuana does to, I don't know, it's always confusing to me. English is a schizophrenic language. <laughs> it's it really, a crazy language. It is. It really is. It's nuts. Um, so, you know, a lot of podcasts are dealing with how to grow marijuana or marijuana in business or marijuana and its impact on the brain. And here in this podcast, we will discuss the impact of marijuana on the mind. But in order to understand the impact of marijuana on the mind, and we'll understand what that means soon, we will also discuss the impact of marijuana on the brain. We're going to try to create connections between the two. In fact, we're going to discuss anything that potentially can um, enlighten us in terms of how marijuana works. And with me today, co-hosting, is Hannah Clintworth. Hello. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? You pronounced it correctly, I did yes. not leave any letters out. <laughs> <laughs> and we're uh, broadcasting to you from Spokane, Washington. And Hannah, I will introduce her as um, one of the biggest marijuana experts that I know. Um, you worked for quite a few, in quite a few marijuana-related jobs. Mm -hmm. I've been uh, a, a medical bud tender in Washington for three years now. Um, and I was trained when I first got into the industry. I was trained by um, some people who were like the foundation of the industry in Bellingham. They really did a lot of work when cannabis was first being legalized, just medically even. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. So I'm so happy to have you because... You know, as a metaphysicist, I have literally a gaping hole when it comes to everything physical, <laughs> you know, metaphysics, you know, it's, right. I, 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 I've, I've done six years of research on how marijuana impacts the mind, but I have no idea how to grow it. I, I'm, you know, my knowledge is very limited when it comes to the, to the chemical properties of the plant. So I think we'll be able to complement each other knowledge wise. I think so. Um, and, uh, yeah, so today, um, I want to talk about indica versus sativa mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, so when, when I go, you know, I did this little test, I went to a whole bunch of cannabis shops and I've asked the people behind the counter again and again, in various different shops. So what's the difference between indica and sativa? And of course the general answer that I got and uh, this is like, I'm going back to the basics, right? And people who are like tuning into this podcast for the first time, it was like, really? Is that what you're going to be talking about? But yes, that's what I want to talk about because um, we have to start at the beginning. And I can tell you this, I'm not going to say exactly what at this particular point um, until it's asked or, you know, comes up. But in metaphysics, there is a dramatic difference between indica and sativa. And yet, um, I couldn't get straight answers from anyone. So some people say, you know, a lot of people say, of course, well, you know, uh, sativa is going to give you a head high and indica is going to give you a body high. But when I asked what that means, I got, I don't know, I think I asked maybe seven, eight different people and I got probably 12 different answers. And, uh, and then, you know, I was trying, a lot of people told me, some people told me that there is no difference. 
um, a guy who I really respect, who knows a lot about marijuana, said, Erez, it's a myth. There is no sativa versus indiga. You know, the strains, the pure strains are not, are not really in existence. It doesn't really work. And yet that doesn't work for me because I know from a metaphysics perspective, there is a significant difference. And I've tested that for six years, so I know that that's true. So I'm going to shut up now and I'm going to ask you, what do you think? What do you know? Or, you know. So uh, the main reason that you're getting so much variance in your answers is honestly because there's so much variance in experience. Um, So cannabis gets all of the different effects from essentially two chemical like compounds, I suppose. Um, You have the cannabinoids and you have the terpenes. Um, So the cannabinoids are THC, CBD, CBN, CBG, all of the, um, all of those. And then you have the terpenes, which are giving it different flavors. So terpenes are also found in different fruits. Um, They're found in wine. They're found in food everywhere. Um, So the terpenes are also enhancing and changing the effect uh, by changing the flavor. You know how aromatherapies, if you say diffuse lavender in a room, it tends to like bring a a somberness to the crowd. It relaxes everyone at least a little bit. Um, Same idea with the terpenes. That terpene is, oh, I'm going to get this wrong. Um, I want to say that one is beta myrcene, um, is more of a lavender, um, but I'm not 100% on that actual terpene name. But essentially, it's just a calming terpene. So whether you smoke it, whether you vape it, whether you do anything, um, that's how it's going to affect you. And so the cannabis plant actually grows that. that you're naming one of the terpenes in marijuana and one specifically that has a calming effect. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And how many terpenes are there? No. Oh, hundreds, thousands. I when I researched terpenes yesterday, as preparation for this podcast, I um, and that made me seem so uh, organized, right? Didn't it? <laughs> I was trying it out. It wasn't actually in preparation for the for the podcast. Um, it was just I don't I don't remember why I was uh, doing it, but it was um, good preparation. It, it was good preparation. Um, Leafly, they had like this, um, or is it Leafly? I don't know how they Leafly. Leafly. Uh, they had this table um, listing, I don't know, I think there were seven or eight. Maybe these are the um, the most common ones. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I remember what it was. I was writing an article about um, the impact of a particular strain. I was reviewing a particular strain. Uh, in terms of what it does to our perception of time and space and how it impacts memory and so on and so forth and language. And uh, it was a particular uh, strain, so I went to Leafly and and then I got it. So uh, are there like terpenes that are the most common ones? And that's what Leafly chose to show me because it's not like they they showed it and said, hey, there's hundreds, but let me just like pick a few. So were you on the, the page of that strain that you were interested in? Uh, no, I just literally you just clicked on like the terpenes. Uh, I think I, I, um, I think I, I, I Googled like terpenes or something and I went to images and the first thing that came was leafly, like a little table. Okay. Yeah. Um, so 
the Leafly table, if it's the same one that I'm thinking of, it does. It just kind of lists some of the most popular ones in cannabis. Um, and in cannabis, you're going to see a lot of myrcene, a lot of pinene. Um, myrcene is sort of that like skunky. Pinene is the more piney smell. Um, there's a lot of limonene when you get like the fruity strains like mm-hmm. grapefruit or lemon OG. Um, and interestingly, limonene is actually a THC inhibitor. Um, so it actually brings down your high a little bit, but it changes the effect. So a lot of people still like having it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's the combination of all of those little tiny terpenes and all of those little tiny cannabinoids are creating those effects. And so when you talk about sativa and indica, there's such a spectrum of both of them with, you know, sativa and indica are man-made i mean they're the the same as saying um uh, i don't know the first thing i can think of is male and female like it is a that's that's a different that's not a good example though no but it's a great freudian slip because again from a metaphysics perspective and you know this this is cool this might be like you know a panel debate right um Male and female are not man-made, right? I mean, it's an intrinsic difference. There's an intrinsic difference. Um, you know, I mean, you can you can put a penis on uh, a woman can put a penis on herself and call herself a man, but you know, you can stick a cucumber in your ear and call yourself a vegetable garden. I mean, when you talk about DNA, you either have XY or XX chromosomes. You're either male or female. Period, and it's intrinsic. And there's a difference also, not just in the physical, but also in the metaphysical body between men and uh, women. And so, again, from a metaphysics perspective, there is a significant difference between indica and sativa. And so, if we're saying that it's not, that the difference doesn't exist really, and it's like saying maybe like two types of plants, is that a better example? Um. Gosh, I'm trying to think of a good one. Um, but I mean, it re- it's it's a societal label. It's taking these massive groups of things that generally fit together and slapping a label on it that's easy to understand. So how do you explain that most people will say that sativa will give you a head high and indica will give you a body high? So in my experience, um, sativa is called a head high because... Uh, certain terpenes that are associated with sativa strains do create like a literal buzzy feeling in my head. Um, I've also experienced that people, when people say head high, sometimes they mean um, mentally active, more creative, more thoughtful, more um, progress oriented. Whereas an indica is, uh, I mean, the the common like trope is indica puts you into couch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's relaxing. It's slower. It um, makes you experience time slower so that you're not in a hurry, whereas sativa is you're typically in a hurry. So um, I think it's more of just the association with mindfulness versus lethargy. Mm-hmm. Lethargy. So it sounds like that you're also describing that sativa. So, so let's create terminology mm-hmm. for this podcast. And I'm going to borrow terminology from metaphysics because we're talking about the mind. We're not talking about the brain. We're not saying, Hey, 
you know, indica, um, um, uh, you know, uh, does this in the brain, open these neuropathways, and sativa opens those neuropathways. We know that in the brain, the cannabinoids attach to, there's sort of like little locks on neuropathways, little door handles. So they close existing neuropathways and opening others. And the question is, which one, right? Um, you're looking at me as if I said something inaccurate or, no? Okay. Um, so... We know that. So we know in the brain, there's really no specific difference that we can point to other than to say, oh, there's different cannabinoids in the indica versus the sativa. And with the terpenes, the general sense of the high is also different. And yet all the, um, just as a, you know, as a, as a side branch here, all the effects of the terpenes based on my, you know, what I've read, they're all effects that I can describe a more, as more physical relaxing, you know, uh, smell, things that has to do with smell, things that has to do with taste, things that has to do with, you know, uh, your body, really. The senses, um, which makes sense because terpenes are essentially, uh, they're in essential oils of plants, right? They're the essential oils. So let's say that we, we take out the terpenes and we just use pure THC sativa, pure THC indica, and this will be our you know, are really a real test. It's like, oh, is there going to be a difference between indica and sativa? So brain-wise, we don't see a difference. But, you know, maybe it's a test we don't know how to perform. We do. And I have. Really? Uh Uh-huh. So THC crystalline and CBD crystalline are getting more popular on the market. Um, And actually, there's a trend. I have no idea what that means. You have to backtrack. I'm sorry. Crystalline is just like the purest form of Okay. The thing. So I have THC, like pure THC crystals. I have pure CBD crystals that have like 99.9% THC, you know? Um, I don't think I have any with me or I'd show you, but it's, it's literally the purest form of THC. And so you can smoke just pure THC. Um, and there is no indica or sativa effect. Right. This is what I'm asking. Like if, if, if we have, pure THC indica versus sativa in the brain, we see no difference. Mm -hmm. The question is, we will, will we still see a difference if we perform a metaphysics experiment? Now what's metaphysics experiment? Metaphysics experiment investigates our time perception. It investigates our impact on language because there's a very specific difference between sativa and indica uh, when it comes to, you know, how our language is impacted, um, our memory, how memory changes, uh, what happens to our imagery in our mind's eye, what happens to our mind's ear if we hear the inner dialogues or not. For example, uh, people who are deaf in their mind's ear, when they smoke a high sativa, they start hearing their inner dialogue. And a lot of people who, um, you know, I can tell you that uh, interviewing hundreds of people, People who are very visual in their mind's eye, a lot of times when they smoke high sativa, they stop seeing imagery in their mind's eye. So that's really cool. These are the kind of things that metaphysics checks. It's like you can't see that in a lab. You can't check that other than interviewing someone and notice that the only way to know is to literally ask someone the question. Now, you raised a really important point before. You were saying something like, Oh, what is head high? You know, you ask people and say, oh, sativa is head high. What is it? It's a subjective term. Mm-hmm. We don't fucking know what people means when they say head high. No. 
It's like, oh, I feel like my head is, there's pressure in my head. Oh, I have head high. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I feel like my, my mind is faster. Or some people will say it's more focused. Some people say, oh, yeah, with sativa, I actually feel the body more. But... Well, and especially with certain medical conditions, too. Like with ADHD, for example, cannabis works similarly to caffeine in that for someone with ADHD, it's typically sativas are more relaxing and indicas are typically more um, energizing. Mm -hmm. And in this case, as a metaphysicist, I would say, well, depend what kind of uh, um, attention deficit disorder. What's the acronym? I keep forgetting. ADHD. ADHD. Why? Because uh, metaphysics tells that there's two types of ADHD. There is ADHD of those who are masculinely polarized in their mind, in other words, electromagnetically positive in their mind, and those who are electromagnetically negative in their mind, which means they're femininely polarized in their mind. And there's a a complete difference between ADHD, I can't say it, ADA, help me, ADHD. ADHD. You see, I'm a little dyslexic. And there's two types of dyslexia. There's two types of autism. Depends on the polarity of the mind because only one polarity of the mind is dominant for most people. And marijuana changes the dominance of the mind, the electromagnetic polarity of the mind. And so it depends on what ADHD. Well done. ADHD, um, you know, the person suffers from. Sativa or indigo will impact them differently. Uh, so, for example, somebody who has ADHD and who's femininely polarized, that is, is ruled by the involuntary mind, which is the feminine mind, the feminine side of the mind. Think of the mind like a magnet with two completely different sides. Then if that person will smoke indica, it will make his ADHD worse. And if he smokes sativa, it will calm him down. But if the person is uh, more what we call autistic, that is the ADHD is um, caused by the voluntary thought, which means they're essentially mental heads, just like analyzing everything using the voluntary thought stream, not the involuntary, then sativa will make their mind race even more and indica will slow them down. So we know that there's some kind, from a metaphysics perspective, there's absolutely a difference between indica and sativa. So I think we need to perform an experiment. I think next time you come, you need to bring crystals that are pure THC uh, indica versus sativa. I can't test them both at the same time, but I'll have to test one. And then the next time I'll have to taste the other. Well, so there aren't THC crystals that will there. Hmm. Okay. So the THC crystals themselves are only going to have one effect. There's not like whether I derive it from a sativa or from an indica. If it's a THC crystal, I'm going to have the same high by the time it's just down to the THC. So what we can do yeah. is get um, its terpene sauce. It's basically a no, sauce no, no, no. full of terpenes. But, but and hold so, on. Yeah. Okay. I want to stop you there. I want to do this scientifically. I hear you, but mm-hmm. that's that's your experience. But as a metaphysicist, I want to check because you know you might experience the same high, but do you ask the same questions I would ask? I might feel the same high, but if I ask the the questions of a of a metaphysicist, I might notice a difference. Mm-hmm. Do you see my point? Yeah. I don't think I haven't run into an experiment with pure THC. 
um, that checks, you know, if your memory, if your uh, short-term memory loss is abstract or concrete. That's a metaphysics question. You will feel the same high, but if you're not noticing your language, you're not going to know. So we have to perform the experiment without the terpenes if okay. we are to say we checked it. Okay. Check. Let's move on. I'll you, see what I can find. Do you see my point? Yeah. Okay. So that's an experiment we have to do. I have to write it down somewhere. Um, hold on here. I have my research notebook, which means if it goes in the research notebook, it'll happen. Um, so experiment number one. This is great because um, already we have an experiment that would tell us something. Pure, how do you call it? Crystallines? Mm -hmm. Crystalline. Crystalline THC. Um, do you think you'll be able to get pure crystalline THC that was derived from a sativa plant versus ones that were derived from a pure indica plant? I don't know. I'm going to go look. Okay. Let's find out. Um, I'll, 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 I'll ask around as well. Mm -hmm. but, you know, I have a couple of grower friends I might be able to talk into. Okay. Me what I need. Excellent. So that's going to be a good experiment. That's going to tell us definitely so if the answer from a metaphysics perspective is going to be that Hannah, you know, your perception that pure THC does not, you know, does not impact the high differently, then we'll know. Then we'll be like, okay, we know it's not the THC. The THC does what it does closes existing neural pathways and opening new ones, but it's the terpenes that decide whether the electromagnetic polarity is going to shift um, towards the positive side of the magnet versus the negative side. But if we, or, or not, I mean, we'll find out, we'll, we'll just add the terpene sauce, like you said, and we'll figure it out, right? But if we see that there's a difference, then we already managed to prove something that nobody else was, at least officially, did. We managed to show that there's a difference in the high in the actual THC when it comes to the metaphysics of the mind, when it comes to the mind, not the brain. Because again, the terpenes, all the effects that I've seen are very physical. They're not mental, they're physical. So I suspect, and that's my, I'm going to just say it for the record, that there will be a difference. And the, here's the beauty about metaphysics. If you and I tested it, we don't have to test it with gazillion people. Why? Because in metaphysics, there's only one template, one blueprint to the mind. It always works the same. In the physical world, everything works differently. Um, metal responds differently than liquid, than water. And uh, uh, if you want to understand how the liver works, you have to study something completely different than if you want to understand how our teeth works. Or Do, do you understand what I mean? Like there's yeah. different systems for everything. In metaphysics, there's only one template, and that template is always uh, has to do with polarity. Everything is polarized in, in the world of metaphysics. So that's going to be a fascinating experiment. Sweet. So I'm curious if you would also, if I can find it, want to try that experiment with a CBD crystal, because it's not psychoactive, but it absolutely changes my perception of time. Okay, okay, okay. So now we're getting to CBD. And um, so we spoke a little bit about THC, but now let's talk about CBD. So here's the deal. I'm an ignorant when it comes to CBD. Um, 
For six years, I've researched marijuana and there was so much to research and I focused solely on THC because there was enough. I mean, imagine, I mean, I've, you know, I had to, everything I'm telling you that I know, I know because I've done these experiments, but I didn't know what to ask. I didn't know how to say, hey, uh, let's check if my language becomes more abstract or more concrete. I didn't know if, uh, you know, uh, how to check my long-term versus short-term memory. I didn't know if I should, um, you know, how to check the acuteness of the senses. I didn't even know how to ask, how to separate between my voluntary senses and the involuntary senses. And it goes on and on and on. And so what I've done is I stuck to THC because if if I would have mixed the, you know, mixed the, you know, the experiments with yet another um, active ingredient of sort, even if it's not psychoactive, I would have messed my experiments. So CBD is a whole new ground. So explain, you saying that CBD changes your time perception. For me, absolutely. Yeah. And I imagine I'm not the only one. I'm a pretty average person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, CBD is, so it's non-psychoactive, which means that it doesn't get you high in the way that THC will get you high. Um, it's not, um, I, CBD again depends on the terpenes and other compounds to give it the more up or down feeling, but CBD itself is um, an anti-inflammatory. It like moves very quickly throughout your body. It, um it's so different from THC, but it does create a different experience within time. That is fascinating to me. So from a metaphysics perspective, the reason our time perception changes is because I'll talk about THC because I know THC, um, but it doesn't really matter. Our time perception changes where our, our speed of voluntary thought changes. The faster the voluntary thought, the slower our perception of time. The slower the voluntary thought, the faster our perception of time until it disappears. Now, different people react differently to different strains. But in general, so for some people, some people smoke sativa and their voluntary thought will actually slow down. Most people, when they smoke sativa, their voluntary thought speeds up. And so their time perception slows down. And yet people who smoke indica, most people that I've interviewed while smoking, what happened, they relaxed. They weren't in a hurry anymore. You were saying something like that before. Mm -hmm. But we have to distinguish between not being in a hurry, not being so active, Mm -hmm. and the time perception. Because it's confusing. When your time perception slows down, you actually think that time goes by faster. Mm -hmm. But, But your time perception slows down, so less time passes in a given time unit that you thought. So you, you think uh, an hour passed, but you look and only half an hour passed. So time slowed down, but yet you're, you perceive time to go faster than, than usual. Do you, do you see my point? Yeah, absolutely. So it's tricky language. We can say, mm-hmm. oh, your time perception was, was sped up, but time really slowed down. So it depends if you're looking at it, you know, which side of the coin you're looking at, right? Mm-hmm. And so usually indigo will calm us down. Why? Because we no longer... Our mind is a voluntary mind. I'm emphasizing because there's voluntary and involuntary. The voluntary is the masculine mind. The involuntary is the feminine mind. The voluntary mind slows down and then we can literally relax. We no longer, and also it depends. I'm dumping a lot of information on you, I know, but it's, you know. Dump away. Okay. Uh, It also depends if you're a smarty or a wisey. So 
For people who are listening for the first time and don't know uh, what I do, I wrote a book called It's About Time. In that book, it's a book about metaphysics and how the mind works. And in that book, I explain that there's two types of people in the world. There are people who, whose time perception is usually faster than time. Um, that is, they're always in a hurry. They always think that more time passed than it did. And they're just always in a hurry, um, obviously to various degrees. These people are called wisees. If you're wise, you manage your time wisely. Now, smarties, they're people who are, usually their perception of time is slower than time itself. And so they're usually people who they, they forget what time it is. They don't track time really well. Um, and they're usually very, um, how should we say, they're just, time management is not their biggest thing. No. <laughs> you know that friend who's always running late? It's them. It's them. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, the, the quintessential, you know, let's say you have a wisey wife and a smarty husband. And the wisey wife goes to the husband and say, how long do you need? And the smarty husband says, oh, give me five minutes. And so after five minutes, she comes and says, well, it's been five minutes. So, well, I didn't mean it literally. I mean it figuratively. I just need to finish this shit, right? Why? And now I'm really going to throw a lot at you. It's because the language of smarties and wisies is different because their perception of time. Smarties, when they speak concretely, time is concrete, very concrete. When they speak concretely, they only speak figuratively. So if a smarty says, give me five minutes, they don't mean five minutes. They just mean, I need a little time. But if a wisey says, give me five minutes, they mean five minutes because when they speak concretely, they're always literal. And, and a smarty, when they speak literally, they're always abstract. They're never concrete and the opposite for wisey. So we don't have to remember that or something, but my point here in saying that is that Marijuana changes not only our time perception, but as a result of our change in time perception, it changes the way we speak. And in the book, It's About Time, I describe the two polarities of the mind, and of course it's a spectrum to various levels. There's the people in the middle that always confuse me, right? Because they always switch. They're like, I call them the neutrals, right? And in that book, I describe the differences, the various differences between smarties and wisies. And the idea in the book that time is the anchor with which the hidden anchor of the mind, it's the hidden spectrum of the mind. We don't really feel when our time perception changes, unless, of course, we change it dramatically using marijuana or mushrooms or DMT or whatever, right? But usually we don't feel like our time perception is different. We only feel it when we sit in the DMV and we're waiting for our turn and we're super fucking bored and time crawls, Right. But usually we don't sense these micro changes in time perception and we have no way of knowing how different people perceive time differently than us. And yet they do. And so there's these two spectrums. So for those interested in, in that, there's that book. It's called It's About Time. Um, and it explains these differences. Now, how did I get there? I got there because, fuck, what was the trank of thought? And I'm unaltered here. Um, I got there because I said that uh, the difference between smarties and wisies, you know, it depends if you're a smarty or a wisey, how marijuana is going to impact you. I was talking about uh, CBD or THC is going to impact you because if you're a wisey, your time perception is usually fast. So for example, my wife, she's a hardcore wisey. I'm a hardcore smarty, right? 
She always tracks time beautifully and she's always in a hurry. She always want to talk, 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 get things done. You're smiling because you know, you know these kind of people, right? And when she smokes sativa, check this out. Her mind's eye, which is usually extremely vivid, goes silent. She stops seeing imagery in her mind's eye. The higher the sativa, the less imagery she'll see in her mind's eye. Which means, from a metaphysics perspective, that her feminine mind becomes submissive to the masculine mind. Her voluntary mind takes over, and she starts analyzing things logically and abstractly. And uh, she starts hearing her inner dialogue, which usually she cannot. She's deaf in her mind's ear. Um, her language, as I said, become more abstract and literal. And when she becomes figurative, she becomes concrete. Usually when she's figurative, she's extremely abstract. She's an abstract painter, you know, and a yoga teacher. So, um, so there's all these changes that are happening to her, right? Indica, she never smokes because if she smokes Indica, she falls asleep. Why? Because time slows down her perception of time. Time disappears. You know, what happens when time speeds up? Time disappears. When we, we were in a movie and the movie was so fucking good and after two hours we go and say, oh my God, it's been two hours already? It's, I felt like five minutes. When we meditate, you know, there's these gurus meditate for 14 fucking days and, you know, say, oh yeah, it's been, it felt like three hours. When time flies, it disappears. The faster time goes by, the more present we are in the experience and the more present we are with the experience, the less we sense time. And so when she smokes indica, she falls asleep. Because if the, if my wife doesn't do something, she either has to think or she does nothing. If we don't think, we fall asleep. We can't think and be asleep at the same time. That's insomnia. Insomnia is the speeding of the masculine mind. That's why a lot of people who smoke a lot of sativa suffer from insomnia. It's the best way not to sleep, smoke sativa. So this was a, a big blah right? But I, I, I want to give the listeners and to you the perspective of metaphysics. There's all these subtle changes that usually we don't ask ourselves about and we don't really notice because we don't think about asking them what happens in my mind's eye, right? And when we're altered, we're, you know, we're, we just don't, don't think about it. And especially if we smoke indica, when you smoke indica, it's almost impossible to think about thinking, it's really easy to think about thinking when we smoke sativa. Why? Because when we smoke sativa, time slows down. We have more time to think in every given unit of time. And so we can literally think about thinking while we're thinking because we have enough time to do that. And when we smoke when I smoke sativa, I can't read my book. My book is too abstract for me when I smoke sativa, uh, indica. I do not understand my own writing. That's really funny. It is, right? It's... So there's something here, and this is what we want to decode. We want to decode cannabis. We want to understand what it does to our perception of time and space because only if we'll understand what it does to our mind, we'll be able to push towards safe and full legalization. Humans are only afraid of what they don't know. And all these experiments, all these things are very important. Have to start experimenting with CBD. And that's actually the fact that it's not... Um, Psychoactive is great because it means I can experience, experiment with it even when I'm not, oh, that's how I got there. What I was about to say is that 
if you're saying that CBD changes your time perception, that means that CBD slows, also slows down or speeds up our thought somehow. So the question that immediately follows, what's the difference between the speeding up of thought of THC, let's say speeding up, okay, and the speeding up of thought of CBD? And that's going to be yet another experiment, you know, to, to conduct. So I'm already learning a lot. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Me too. Okay. So where do we go from here? So there's CBD. Um, what else does CBD do to you? Like when you, when, do you smoke pure CBD? Tell me a little bit about your marijuana habits. Oh boy. I'm going to get myself in trouble. Well, you don't have to, but yeah. <laughs> I typically, like, if I'm having a hard time falling asleep because I have a tough time with insomnia, I cannot shut my brain down um, at the end of a long day. There's, I don't know. So I'll usually, if I'm having a hard time falling asleep, I'll smoke. Um, on the weekends, like, if I have a vacation or... And hold time, on, what would you smoke when you have insomnia? An indica. Indica, okay. Any indica, usually, yeah, any indica. Okay. Um. And then unless I'm in a mental space where um, there's like one or two times in a month usually when indica and sativa actually switch for me. Really? Yeah, I've never figured out why. There's no reason for it. Did you try to track it compared to your uh, menstrual cycle? I've been working on it. Yeah, I don't have enough data yet though. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting flip. Um, so yeah, that's, it's. Uh, point. You're talking about your marijuana habits, or you're saying oh. that when you're so like, if I if I'm on vacation, like I will smoke all day long if I can, you know, if I don't have responsibilities and work and other stuff to do. And what would you smoke on vacation? Just whatever you feel like, or you will rotate, or if it's during the day, it's going to be sativa. Um. <clears throat> okay, so a lot of cannabis is broken down in by region by where it originated and the effects of those regions are all pretty different um so like if i'm on vacation i'm usually trying to smoke something tropical um a hawaiian strain a polynesian strain uh, uh <clears throat> i'm trying to think of other tropical ones um those are typically very relaxed. Like they've got, uh, I don't even know how to describe it other than like beach vibes. Mm -hmm. I get um, it. It's just like a loosey goosey, ready to hang out, chill out, do stuff, like kind of be like, uh, in whatever mood I want to be yeah. in. Light and, you know, tingly and fun. And mm -hmm. even if they're sativa. And ready for fun. Because yeah. I get, um, I again, can't shut my brain off. And so I get caught up in all this other stuff during the day that it's like when I can, you know, smoke a Hawaiian Dutch, um, it's just a way to loosen up, quiet my brain a little bit, relax a little bit, have some fun. Do you know the ratio approximately on Hawaiian Dutch, sativa, indica? Uh, it depends on what Dutch you use, but generally speaking, it's going to be like a 75 sativa 25 indica in okay. my experience um would you be comfortable if we always say indica first in this podcast so that we never confuse the listeners sure so 25 75 25 75 yeah okay 
So 2575 sativa, uh, that would be a sativa dominant at a 75% ratio. Mm -hmm. So, and yet it's relaxing. Well, so here's the thing about it. It's not that it's relaxing in the same way as an indica. Mm -hmm. I'm not stuck to a couch. I don't feel like I'm ready for bed. But it's relaxing in that it quiets down my racing mind enough while still allowing me to have the energy mm -hmm. of um, a sativa. So having that hybrid in there, you know, the indica gives enough of that heaviness and relaxation to save my anxiety brain where the sativa um, aspect of it still allows for the energy. Yeah, I know what you mean. I have that... Uh since with narnia have you smoked narnia i haven't uh it's right it's a local it's a local strain i can't remember the name of the company but um they have it right here in that store in monroe narnia and it's uh it's very um it feels magical and bubbly and effervescent and just really fun like it's not going to be a, a strain i'm going to smoke in order to analyze the mine uh, the mind, you know, it's a sativa. I would say it's probably a, probably a 2575 S, mm -hmm. um, or maybe even 2080, but eh, not more than that. No, probably no. I would say anywhere from 70, 30 is about the cusp of what people call hybrid. Okay. So a sativa is going to be like 90, 10, 80, 20. And then a sativa hybrid would be 70, 30, 60, 40, 50, 50 is going to be. Yeah. You mean 30, 70, 40. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, um, I, I get what you mean. So mm -hmm. when you're saying hybrid is like, Oh, this is more of a, so if, if, if we use the terminology is like, Oh, this is a Tiva, this is Indiga anywhere from, uh, uh, 80, 20 or 20, 80 would be a pure form. would be considered a pure form. Right. And thirty-seven, yeah. yeah, seventy thirty indica, uh, indica uh, thirty seventy sativa would start being in the um, hybrid. You know, is mm -hmm. what you're saying. Yeah, I, and so the reason I'm asking all these questions is because the hypothesis, from a metaphysics perspective, is that all these strains that are allowing us to be kind of beachy, relaxed, like Narnia is like that. Like I would totally smoke Narnia when I'm on the beach. Mm -hmm. uh, it just feels very magical and fun and you know it doesn't have the hawaiian you know the tropical type of thing but it definitely has the it's very you know similar feeling. narnia you know i mean just the name light, you get it right light. yeah light fun adventure i mean your mind is you're definitely active you're definitely um, um energetic your mind is definitely active but you're not it's not racing and you're just, you, you can be receptive if you want. You can quiet well, your mind if you want. There's yeah. not as much of like um, a drive behind it. The energy that you have is to do what you want, not to do what you need. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. I love that. A good mix of will versus desire. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Which in metaphysics is a huge thing because it's the masculine, when your electromagnetic polarity of the mind is positive, the more positive it is, the more will you have and the less desire you have. And vice versa, because each mind produces something else. One produces will, one produces desire. A whole different topic not to go in right now. So what the reason I'm asking all these questions is because I'm trying to establish, and so far we're sort of in the same line, that all these strains that are going to make us feel, you know, comfortable, relaxed, you can do what you want, uh, 
what you feel like, not certainly what you need to do, I feel are going to be in the hybrid, you know, zone, mm-hmm. right? And um, yeah. Okay. So what else when, when it comes to uh, marijuana habits? Like, uh, so what's your relationship to CBD? Oh, CBD and I have a very close relationship. Um, I personally microdose with CBD every day, um, as close to every three hours as I can. It's a great anxiety medicine. In what form? Smoking or no? In drops? a tincture. In a tincture under mm-hmm. the tongue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, or sometimes I'll mix it in a drink. But yeah, it's it's something that um, slows my mind down throughout the day because you know anxiety has been a problem in my life, and that's just I mean in my in my case, um, anxiety stems largely from my mind racing. Um, and so the CBD and it's really, really small doses. I'm doing like three to maybe four milligrams at a time. Um, but it's just enough to quiet the racing and still allow for very functional thought. Mm -hmm. Um, it also reduces inflammation. And so I've definitely noticed that like it helps with my joints, which helps me think better. Um, this is where what comes first, the chicken or the egg argument comes. Mm-hmm. Since we know CBD is not psychoactive, mm-hmm. it could be like, for example, if we go get a massage, eventually our mind slows down. Why? Because we're more relaxed and our mm-hmm. attention goes more towards the body. You know, our body, be, if our body becomes more relaxed, the mind will become more relaxed. And so it could be that the reason for the change in time perception is because of the relaxation of the body in CBD. Yeah. That is a possibility and that would explain it because if the answer is, so let me ask you something. When we smoke a hit of pot, like a serious hit of pot, if we load a bowl right now and we're going to smoke it and it's a, let's say it's a 2080 sativa, mm-hmm. dominant hybrid, or even more like a super lemon haze, like a, which is I think like a 1090. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first thing we feel is the change in time perception. Like suddenly reality feels different. And when we really tap into it, it's a change in time perception. Suddenly, oh, we respond differently to time and space. Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody just said something, but there were a gazillion thoughts between they said it and between the time we processed what they said. The first change that happens is a change in time perception. And everything else is, a, according to metaphysics, is a derivative of that, right? Now, when I smoke CBD, and I want to ask you, like I'm talking about a bowl. I'm not talking about a tincture. I'm not talking about, I'm talking no, about it because you when you take a tincture, it goes through the body. And right. then the impact, you smoke a heavy, like giant bowl of CBD. Mm-hmm. I haven't noticed a change in my time perception. Now, after a while, I've noticed a change in my overall mental capacity. Mm-hmm. But. And I, I only done that like three, four times. And I, right. you know, I haven't done it in comparison to my experience with THC. And I kind of didn't like it because I kind of like the high with THC, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I do. My So I was like, oh, there's nothing I can fucking test on this thing, you know? Yeah. So, I, But the change in time perception, if was there a change, was more kind of like an overall over time, I mm-hmm. think. If I remember correctly, it's kind of hard to replicate in my mind. Well, and it's hard to because with most CBD flour, you're getting some THC, at least a little bit, and you're right. getting the other terpenes. 
um, which is kind of why I think we should add in a CBD crystalline experiment just to really give okay the full uh, the full impact of CBD because it is boring to track the progress of a CBD experience. Like it's boring to think about. <laughs> It's kind of lame, but the more you do it, the better you get at it. Okay. Um, Let's do it. Yeah. Now, just to understand the whole crystallizing thing. The crystals are pure THC extracted from a particular strain, right? At the end of the day, it's a particular strain. Yeah, it kind of depends because sometimes um, gardeners will mix strains while they're processing. So a lot of the crystalline comes from, okay, we have four or five different strains, we don't have enough to make a full batch of oil out of right. all of these. So we'll process them down to just the THC. So this is an issue from, you know, if we want to be scientifically metaphysics about it, right? Mm -hmm. Metaphysically scientific about it. Because in theory, we want an extraction of a pure sativa and a pure indica strains, which will, right. might be hard to, to get because extracting oil is expensive and you need quite the amount. And so um, if you run into it and it's a money issue, let me know because it's worth testing accurately. But at least if we know that it's dominantly sativa mm -hmm. and dominantly indigo, our experiment will still hold value. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, so CBD definitely needs a lot of testing here. Um, we spoke about sativa versus indica. We both, I think, agree that there, there's some kind of a difference, you know? Mm -hmm. um, we started the podcast 50 minutes ago. And um, did that feel like 50 minutes to you? That did not feel like 50 minutes. It felt faster? Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's because we're having fun. Time flies. Time when flies when you're having fun. You're present. Um, are you altered right now? Um, I had a hit of CBD on my way up here, actually. Well, when I got here, but I'm not. When you say a hit, you mean the tincture? No, I actually have like a little vape pen with CBD oh, okay. in it right now. Um, but I took, I mean, a one quick hit of it. I'm not like substantially okay. altered. Okay. So from a metaphysics perspective, you're not altered. I right. just want to say, because until we prove that CBD changes the mind and not something in the body that impacts the mind. I mean, you drink coffee, mm -hmm. the mind changes. Everything right. changes the mind because the mind is a reflection of the body and the body is a reflection of the mind. And so just to say on this podcast, I always want to know if people are altered or not because I listen to their language and analyze the way they think as they speak. And from a metaphysical perspective, you're unaltered unless you've ingested THC until we, okay. So you're unaltered, I'm unaltered. Um, and I think it's it's noticeable in the discussion uh, because we both hold the trunk of thought and we're able to branch out and come back to the to the trunk. When we're altered in, with THC, it's very hard to do. And depending if it's sativa or indica, it's, you know, the hard to go back to the trunk is going to be either abstract or concrete. And we'll test that once. It's really fun. Um, we both agree. So in metaphysics term, in the beginning of the podcast about 50 minutes ago, I said that let's define the difference between sativa and indica in metaphysics terms. And in metaphysics terms, it's called the focus of our conscious awareness. With sativa, the focus... So forget cannabis for a minute. Um, our conscious focus can either be in the mind or in the body. If you're in pain, 
Um, you have uh, fucking like, uh, you know, itch in the back and it's just like, you know, there was a burn and it's just like, you know, I have this burn right here in the, in my back and it's just really itching. And if it's really super itching, my conscious focus is going to be, the focus of my conscious awareness is going to be in my body. The more your, the focus of your conscious awareness in your body, the less you can think. When we're extremely cold, it's impossible to think. When we're extremely hot, it's impossible to think. You're sitting in a sauna and it's 157 degrees and you're sitting in it. After five minutes, you will not be able to conclude, you know, to, to, to your attention goes to the body. So it's called the, the, the focus of the conscious awareness. And so we can say that sativa shifts the focus of our conscious awareness to the mind, to our thoughts. And indica, generally, for most people, obviously, sometimes, because for you, sometimes it flips, shifts these, the focus of our conscious awareness to the body, which makes indica strains unbelievably valuable to autistics who have a hard time accessing their emotions. And I say that firsthand experience. It can teach you. I remember in the beginning of my journey, uh, Dan, my wife, um, soon to be my ex-wife, um, I'm practicing saying it. It's like, oh my God, it's, it's like, I can't believe I'm getting a divorce. It's such a dirty word. Um, and it doesn't need to be. I have some no. things to say about it, but I have to come back to that branch That'll sometime. Be yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. Language is important and it relates to marijuana. So we'll talk about that. But anyway, um, she's a yoga teacher and she said, Hey, send the energy to your calves. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? What does it mean? Send the energy to my calves, feel your calves, feel your calves. There's like, okay. I touch my calves. And I said, like, no, no, not with your hands. Feel them. I'm like, how can I feel them if I don't touch them? Send the energy to them. Can't do that. I just can't. My conscious, the focus of my conscious awareness is always in my mind. Ah, if you let me smoke indica, oh, I can send the energy to the calves. Fuck yeah, right? I feel my energetic body. Uh, now, the funny thing is it, when I smoke sativa, I also feel my energetic, my, my body, but differently. I, well, when I smoke sativa, I feel my energy. There's a lot of language here to establish. When I smoke sativa, I feel my energetic body. When I smoke indica, I feel my body. I feel the energy in my body. The energetic body is something else. So I take that back. Uh, I, I feel it's that with the Interesting distinction. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Do you yeah. have that too? I, I think so. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Most people don't uh, distinguish between the energetic body and the energy in the body, the body itself. Mm -hmm. But it's two different things. I um, didn't realize they were until you said it. But when you said it, it made sense. It there you clicked. go. There you go. It's, that's, that's the power of language. That's right there, the power of language, okay? I can go to someone and say, hey, um, did your, um, does your involuntary thought lead and you creating voluntary thoughts, logical thought based on your involuntary thoughts? Or do you usually, um, you know, create involuntary thoughts, involuntary thoughts are being created because of your thinking? Do you, do you understand the difference? Mm -hmm. It's like, because some people, they see shit in their mind's eye and that's what leads their thought. And then they logically think about things that they just saw in their mind's eye. 
which means the mind is more receptive than directive. Okay, But some people, they create imagery in their mind's eye as a result of their logical thinking, which I'm guessing you're like that. Mm-hmm. Ah, that, yeah. That hits home. <laughs> That's it home. How do I know? Because I've interviewed over 300 people in a period of uh, six years and I know how the mind works and I'm listening to how you're speaking and I can already tell that according to the definitions, you're a smarty. Um, the fact that you are able to understand everything I'm saying and it's highly abstract makes you a smarty because smarties speak abstractly and literally. But uh, there's two types of smarties, just like there's two types of wisies because in metaphysics, everything divides to two continuously. Just like uh, Russian Matryoshka dolls that you open and there's two. And so <laughs> yeah. there's mental head smarties and there's busybody smarties. And, you know, we're not going to go into that right now. But the second you tell someone about that distinction in their mind's eye, first of all, if they're wisey, they say, I don't fucking know what you're talking about and why do I need to know? <laughs> but if they're smarty, they're like, oh my God, I never thought about that. And the second they have the mental awareness of it, then suddenly it exists. Mm-hmm. It's just like when I was mentally blind but didn't realize that other people see in their mind's eye, I didn't know I was mentally blind. It was only when I was sitting with my wife on the couch and she said, oh, I see it. We, we both smoked weed. It was like when I was 38 years old. So that was, you know, six, seven years ago. And that's actually one of the things that started my research. And we were sitting on the couch. It was a Friday night. Smoked some weed. It was sativa. I even remember what it was. It was a White Widow, which is 4060S. Oh, I do love White Widow. Ah, I have not seen a nice crystallized bud of White Widow since the first time I smoked marijuana. That was the first pot I've ever smoked. Oh, that's a good one. Oh. It's a good one to start with. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so we're on the couch and she's like, I see pink elephants. And something is like, people say that, right? But something is because her eyes were closed and the way she said it, I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you mean you see pink elephants? Where? She's like, in my mind. I'm like, you see them? They're visual? She's like, yeah, they're pink. I'm like, and what are they doing? They're just standing there? She's like, no, they're dancing. What the fuck are you talking? Do you, do you always see imagery in your mind's eye? She's like, yeah, can't you? She's, her eyes are still closed. I'm like, no, I've never seen an image in my mind's eye ever, ever, never, never, ever. That's wild. And so she gets up, she looks at me, opens her eyes. She's like, never. I'm like, never. She's like, sucks for you. Goes back. <laughs> There's a YZ for you, right? Yeah. A smarty would be like. <laughs> Hold on, we need to analyze this because this yeah. is a huge discovery, right? No. She's like, okay, two seconds later, she forgets. The YZs forget abstract information. Immediately, they have dementia of the abstract. Smarties have a different kind of dementia, but we're not going to talk about that now. So here I am. Suddenly I realized, oh my God, right? It was a year later, or a few months later, that I discovered that she was deaf in her mind's ear because we're dancing in the living room and she hears this song at Spotify and it's, uh, you know, it's um, uh, shuffle, you know, shuffle play. And um, somebody knocks on the door. Dogs are barking. She goes to open the door. I stop Spotify. She goes to open the door, um, comes back. Oh, it was just a neighbor, needed something, whatever, right? Five minutes later, 
hit play again. Same song. Thank you, Spotify. Good shuffle. Right? She's like, oh my God, I love this song. I'm like, you know, something about the way she said it just hit home, right? I'm like, you know, we just heard it five minutes ago. She's like, no. I'm like, yeah. She does not remember. She remembers the vibe of a conversation, but she never remembers the actual words used. I can play conversations verbatim because I only hear in my mind's ear. My inner dialogues is how I think. I see no imagery. I'm a 100% aphantasiac. I don't see imagery when I dream. I can dream about a woman in a red dress, and yet I do not see the woman nor the dress. Now, here's, I'll throw another uh, tidbit at you. Tidbit? No, there's another yes. interesting piece of information. When my wife smokes sativa, I mentioned before that she sees less imagery in her mind's eye and she starts hearing her inner dialogue. Mm -hmm. And yet, it doesn't matter how much of indica I would smoke, I never see imagery, nor do I see imagery when I do mushrooms, when I do LSD, and I even try DMT, I think I'm the only aphantasiac that ever tried DMT in order to see if I'm going to see any visuals in my mind eye. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. And that has to do, metaphysics teach us, uh, uh, the amount of light that we use to think. And it has to do with our birth mental polarity, the electromagnetic polarity of, of us in the time of birth. And so... I'll give you, I'll give you just like to sharpen this point because it's so interesting to me. Um, there's three known people, last I checked, there were three known people in the world that were able to see in their mind's eye and lost the ability. One of them um, had a tumor and after the tumor was removed, he lost the ability to see in him, his mind's eye. And that was about two years after I realized I was blind in my mind's eye. So he goes to the doctor and hey, I can't see in my mind's eye. And the doctor's like, did you lose any functionality? No. I, I still function normally. I just realized I can't see anything in my mind's eye. Because of that, that was 2014, mind you. 2014, that's five years ago. In 2015, the research came out. Oh, there's a lot of people who can't see in their mind's eye. We never realized that before. Let's give it a name. Aphantasia. Now we have a name for it. Horrible name, by the way. <laughs> Because it suggests that I cannot fantasize. And as, as, a, as a mentally blind, I can tell you I fantasize perfectly fine. I just do it in the dark. I feel it, right? And words are important. Last year, I heard a podcast with a doctor who said, oh, yeah, now every fucking university that respects itself studies aphantasia because, oh, my God, we just discovered that some people can't see in their mind's eye. We're starting to realize how the mind works, right? Of course, metaphysics tell us that that there's also a relationship between our mind's eye and our mind's ear, but never mind. Science has not discovered yet uh, what to call mentally deaf. Hopefully it's not going to start with an A. <laughs> <laughs> and so I hear this guy on the podcast says, well, we're checking if aphantasiacs maybe, maybe because they can't imagine. Now they made me as a person who can't imagine. Maybe they're not going to be able to imagine what's going to happen if they push a person in front of a moving train. Like you can't, Imagine what would happen. Because I can't see in my mind's eye. That's ridiculous. Words are critical. They're important. If you call someone a fantasiac, you're already describing what he cannot do. What else can't he do? That's why words are so... Never call people what, by what they're not. Call them by what they are. I'm, I'm mentally blind. 
call me mentally blind. But if you call me mentally blind, nobody's going to assume I can't imagine what's going to happen if I push somebody in front of a moving train. And so, voila, the, everybody's mind is different. Is there a spectrum? Yes. The spectrum is working on a hidden anchor, and that anchor is our perception of time. And the reason marijuana is so unique is because marijuana allows us to temporarily shift our perception of time temporarily and still be conscious and allow us to think about thinking. And that makes marijuana the most valuable tool to understand how our mind works. I believe that. Yeah. Was that interesting to you? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. There's so much more I want to learn from you. and But I think, let me see, an hour and five minutes. I think that's a good... Is there, is there Solid, any yeah. uh, branches we haven't closed? There was the branch of marriage versus and divorce. Words are important um, that we can talk about some other time. Um, but I think I, and I think other than that, we closed all branches of conversations. Yeah. See, I wouldn't be able to do that if I was altered. No. Yeah. No, it'd be funny to try and do one of these altered and see what happens. It would. It. It, it would be probably terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it would. <laughs> It would. Yeah. Um, also, let's start fishing for people, uh, especially couples. If we bring a, a couple to the show, I can show you what happens to their language and their communication between each other um, on a particular strain. We can match them with the right strain based on their mental polarity, and we can see what happens to their language. And the reason I say a couple, because smarties and wisies always fall in love with each other. And so you guarantee to have the two and mm -hmm. we can try and flip their polarity and see what happens. That's some funny. That would yeah, be really fun. That would be. So maybe you'll help me find people who want to come on podcast and try that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for your knowledge, your willingness, your openness, and uh, all the valuable information that you've shared with me today and with the listeners. Um. Do you have anything to say? Uh, I don't think so. Thank you for inviting me to help with this project. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Decoding Cannabis. Yeah. Uh, you've been listening to a podcast uh, brought to you by Radio Consciousness and uh, Creorg Institute. Uh, Creorg Institute is dedicated to study how the mind works and teach how the mind works. You can learn more about Creorg Institute on Creorg dot institute that's c-r-i-o-r-g see how i have to squint in order to spell because i don't see anything in my mind's eye so i have to focus that's why i'm such a bad speller you know i can see yeah it's like oh yeah somebody goes to a fucking spelling bee contest and they're just spelling a word are they spelling it because they're good spellers or are they spelling it because they can see the word in their mind's eye that explains why i won so many spelling bees in my life <laughs> you see the words right i can i can absolutely see the words there you go so creorg do you see creorg mm -hmm. what do you see the logo for the website honestly. oh oh you see it from because you saw it before mm -hmm. okay c-r-i-o-r-g dot institute to learn more about what we do and about marijuana research uh, creorg dot institute slash marijuana you can um read about uh marijuana polarization theory um, and um, if you're interested in asking questions, 
go to creorg.university and join us there. Thank you, everyone. Uh, from Spokane, Washington, this is Ayers Batot and Hannah Clintworth uh, wishing you a wonderful hi. Come. Mm-hmm.